Welcome to the Harvest Community Church Ohio podcast. Our passion is to welcome and care for wounded and hurting people where they are in their journey so that they may find purpose and joy in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope that you are blessed by listening today. Thank you for joining us, and God bless. Well, as you can see, we're still in our series, John chapter 15, and we are, uh, this is the title of our series is Jesus Christ, the light of the world, and I think, do we have that light of the world slide? Do we have that? I wonder what's, I hope I didn't send the wrong PowerPoint. Can you go back? No? No? Uh Uh-oh, it's broken. So here we go. The title of today's message, A Faithful Life is a Fruitful Life. Here we go. A faithful life is a fruitful life. Have you ever heard of that? You know, people think faithfulness. Hey, I gotta be faithful. And they think faithfulness means we keep things the same, we don't change, we're conservative. Man, we don't, we're faithful. We don't change. No, 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 no. A faithful life is one that does God's will. And if God calls you to go off to some foreign field or he calls you to uh, leave, go someplace not knowing, that can be pretty risky. That can be pretty adventurous, can it? Have you ever been there? I want you to go here. What? No, not me, God. Find somebody else. Well, and he does. He does, but you and I are called to be faithful. Because a faithful life is a fruitful life, and that means an unfaithful life is what? I hate to say it, an unfaithful life is what? An unfruitful life. And if you're not connected to the true vine, the right vine, then the fruit's not going to be good. Matter of fact, it's going to be terrible. You know, have you ever taken a bite of an apple or something and been like, what? This isn't what I expected at all. And then other times you take a bite of an apple and you, oh, this is so, this is, this is how an apple ought to be. Oh, you know, and you're like, oh, that's so good. Well, when people, listen, when people step into your life and they see or taste of the fruit of your life, are they like, what, what's going on here? Are they like, wow, what do you know? What do you have? What do you do? Because I want that. Well, here, take a look at our introductory verse. Hopefully, it's, we, yes, we've got it. Here we go. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world. That means don't fall into the world's mold. Don't be into what popular culture says and what the world says is right and all that. No, be transformed, metamorphosis, like a butterfly, you know, caterpillar to it, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now listen, uh, one of my favorite memories in college was uh, we got a group of people together. It was just kind of, hey, we, let's get together. Okay, let's get together. It's, uh, it's New Year's Eve. Let's just uh, 
get a small group of us together, and uh, we'll cook some turkeys. College students cooking turkeys? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, the, the, the ladies will be there. They'll, they'll handle the cooking. The guys won't burn the food. Oh, good. Let's go. And, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have some great food, great time of celebration, and it'll just be awesome. And so that's what happened. Our New Year's Eve was spent sitting at the table laughing, enjoying one another, the food, the drink, all of it. And we just had a great night, and it was like a magic moment. Well, listen, God wants us to enjoy his company like that. Do you understand that? That he wants us to sit at the table with him, fellowship with him, and that, that's a big word, fellowship. But just think of this idea of being with him, enjoying him, you know, laughing with him, maybe crying with him, enjoying food and drink, celebrating Jesus wants us to enjoy him like that, you know? And when we do, listen, when we do, then we're told here through this verse that when we enjoy him and, and celebrate with him and are in fellowship with him, that he's going to renew our minds, and we're going to know what he likes, and we're going to know what he wants, and because of that enjoyment and that love, listen, 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 we're going to want what he wants and like what he want, likes, right, right? And do his will. Hopefully that's what will happen. And that's all part of being faithful. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. And faithfulness to do his will leads to fruitfulness. A faithful life is a fruitful life. And so would you open up to John chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. Would you open up your Bibles to John chapter 15, 1 to 11. If you need a Bible, we've got Brian and Dave right here. They'll give you a Bible or some notes or a pen or something. Just raise your hand if you need a Bible, please. Or notes or a pen. I encourage everybody to take some notes. And if you look up on the screen, you'll see today's prayer. Going to pray that with you. So if you would, if you've got your place in the Bible, or even if you don't, even if you don't, just kind of hang in there. And uh, going to ask you to bow your heads and uh, let's pray this prayer. Ready, dear Lord Jesus, you love us, and you desire faithfulness and fruitfulness from us. Oh, Lord, please help us to be people who desire a relationship with you more than we desire the things of this world, the temporary things of this world. You are all we need. Your mercy and love fill our souls to overflowing with joy. Bless us as we seek to be fruitful and bring you great fame and glory. Lord, help each person here. Help them to have that heart to say, I want to bring you fame, Jesus. I want to bring you glory. I want to understand what that means. Please, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We honor God's word here. Will you please stand with me in honor of God's word? Would you please stand? And we're going to look at John chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. Jesus, is, he said to his disciples, let's go. He said, let's go. And uh, so he might still be in the upper room, but I knowing Jesus they left there, and I, I got to imagine they're walking through a vineyard. I, it doesn't say that here, but I, in my imagination, they're walking through a vineyard, and if you've ever walked through a vineyard, especially this time of year, it's like your face is planted in Welch's grape juice. The smell 
it's there. It's unbelievable. We lived near a bunch of vineyards and had that experience. So kind of put that in your minds as we read through this. Ready? John chapter 15, 1 to 11, the master teacher is about to begin to teach them. I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide. Sounds like that word abode, like home. Live, make your home in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I've loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you'll, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and, and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and listen, listen, and that your joy may be full. Dear Lord, please bless this time now as we walk through your word. Teach us what you want us to know, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated. Well, let's get our notes ready as we walk back through this passage. Uh, this, is a, this is a pretty complex passage. You say, oh, well, I mean, vine, branches, is it really? But you'll, you'll see as we walk back through, uh, many people use this scripture, this passage of scripture to say that we can lose our salvation and uh, where the, the preponderance of scripture says we cannot. So you might be like, well, then what's going on here? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Anyway, so verse one, I'm the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. We're going to make two observations from these two verses here. The first is this. Jesus Christ is the true source of life and strength, and we must stay away from counterfeit suppliers, okay? False vines. If Jesus is the true vine, then there are what? There are false vines, right? And we have to stay away from false vines. We need to keep clear of them. Talked about that a little bit. I said if you're attached to a a false vine or a bad vine, the fruit's going to be nasty. It's going to taste terrible. And we don't want that, do we? We want the fruit of our lives to be sweet. Let's understand something. Only Jesus can satisfy the aching abyss of our hearts. That void there, that vacuum, if you will. Only Jesus can satisfy that place in our hearts. And if we try to put something else in there, it's just going to leave us wanting more, needing more. Uh, I see this a lot in marriages, okay, where I'll sit down and, 
and I'll talk about how, you know, here's the husband, here's the wife, and it's kind of like if they both grow toward, and God's up here, and if they both grow, grow towards God, they grow closer together. But a lot of times, the guy will say, ah, forget that, and he'll put the wife in the place of God and won't even try to put God in that place. And often when a man does that, he's only ever dissatisfied and frustrated with his wife. He's only ever complaining and criticizing. One time I had a, one, one wife say to me, dude, are you like a fly on the wall in our home? And I felt so bad for her in that moment. No, no, only Jesus will satisfy. He's the one that we should be going towards and heading towards. Nothing else. C.S. Lewis put it this way. He said, cars, listen, cars are meant to run on gas. Uh, uh, people are meant to run on God. If you put something else in the tank, there will be a breakdown. So if there's a breakdown in your life, there's a pretty good chance you've been putting something else in the tank, and you need to realize that. And so Jesus is the true source of strength, the true source of life, and without him, there's no fruitfulness. Now listen, I'm gonna say something right now. Listen, if you forget everything else I'll say today or have said, remember this, ready? When we stay connected to him, the sap of the Holy Spirit will freely flow to us and in us. If we stay connected to him, the sap of the Holy Spirit will freely flow in us, through us, and produce fruit. So you're saying, I don't have to work real hard? No, you just need to stay connected to Jesus. You mean I'm not working to produce fruit? No, you just stay connected to Jesus. And the sap of the Holy Spirit will do the rest. We'll look at verse uh, 1 and 2 again. I'm the true vine, and my Father's the vine dresser. Look, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So he's the vine dresser. Father God is the vine dresser. We'll take a look. Father God is committed to overseeing all that is necessary for us to grow and to bear fruit. Father God is committed to overseeing all that is necessary for us to grow and to bear fruit. But now here's where it gets tricky. Because here comes that line that a lot of people say, well, see, God throws out the branches that aren't producing so God can take away your salvation. Well, well, hold on. That's a lot of great Greek scholars, and I'm no great Greek scholar or anything, but anyway. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So let's go to that next slide. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, I don't, I rarely ever, I mean, if you've been around here for, for two, three years, I don't think I've ever put a Greek word up on the screen, but you need to, that word iro is so important because look what it means. Takes away. It also means to raise from the ground. So it takes away from the dirt or takes away from the ground. Not takes away and says, let's throw this, this, this one in the fire. Get him out of here, yeah. No, takes away from the ground. And an author that I like to read, Bruce Wilkinson, he actually thought, you know, maybe it would be a good idea to go ask a vine dresser what he thinks it means. 
Does it mean to take away like prune? Prune it off and throw that branch away? Or does it mean something different? And the vine dresser said, oh, the branches down in the dirt, all you need to do with them is you put a little water on them, clean them off, and you tie them up. And when you lift them up and you tie them up, some of those are the most fruitful branches. How many of you are like, my testimony? Come on. How many of you are like, that's my testimony? That was me, man. I was such a carnal Christian. I was living, I, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Uh, dude, you sure do party and drink a lot. The way you treat ladies, what's going on? Well, you know, come on. There's freedom in Christ. <laughs> I was in the dirt. God had to clean me off. And that was when I had like a second conversion. You're like, well, what's a second conversion? I didn't really believe the Bible was the perfect, inerrant word of God. And it, when I came over to that revelation, when God gave me that enlightenment and said, look, Randy, this is my word. I created the world. I can protect my word, Randy. Okay, God, I'm going to believe that a fish swallowed a man. All right, I'm going to really believe that. I never believed that before, but I'll believe it, and I'm going to believe everything in your word. And then my eyes, I see. I see what's real. I see what's what. And that's when everything changed. That's when he lifted me up from the ground. He cleansed me with his word, the vine dresser, and he cleaned the dirt off a of man. That's when fruit began to pour forth and, that was my testimony. Well, he prunes. We, what's he pruning? We've got to talk about that. Well, he prunes distractions from the true vine. He prunes things and that, that, or things that keep us from bearing fruit, that kind of thing, I should say. And, but here's a question. What does it mean, before we go any further, what does it mean to bear fruit? What does it mean? I, I've heard a lot of different answers. And, and maybe you think a lot of th good, uh, different things. Like, well, to bear fruit means I do good works. I do good works. Well, wait a minute. A lot of people are doing good works, but God's over here saying, no, 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 no. That's not what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to do this. You know, it would be like the guy going, oh, look at that poor dude eating muck at, with the pigs. I'm going to go feed him. And then the prodigal son never comes to his senses and goes home. You got in God's way. Oh, but I did a good work. God can use it. No, you got in God's way. That's why you and I have to be led by the Spirit. God, do I relieve that person that you brought a famine so their face is in the mud and they're starving? Do I help them? Do you want me to help them? No, Randy. You leave that person alone. I'm dealing with them. Oh, that's weird. Okay. How about over here? You want me to go over here? And Yes, I want you to go that way. Help that person. Okay, I'm going to do. So it's the good works in the sense that you're in tune with God. Okay, okay, so that's part of it. What about leading people to Jesus? Man, when you get to heaven, I'll bet you a lot of people are going to be like, thank you, because you led so many people. Is, the, is it that? What? It's part of it. Some have said, no, 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 no. It's none of that. It's Galatians 5, 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. It's that. And, and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I agree. But I think that's part of it. I think it's all those things put together. 
And so what does it mean to bear fruit? I think bearing fruit simply means this, being faithful to do God's will. I think it simply means that. A faithful life is a fruitful life. When God says love one another, you're like, okay. When God says forgive that person, all right, God. You say it, I'll do it. God says turn to the right. Uh, I'm going to turn to the, no, okay, you said to, I'll go to the right. Turn to the, turn to the, no, don't do that, okay? I won't. You say don't, I won't. That's what worship is all about, right? You know, when I say worship, you think singing. We often think singing, but worship is our wills are his will. God, you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. My will, I'm, I'm led by you. I'm, you're in charge. My will is your will. So, so what about this question? What are the things, back to this question, what are the things that are distracting you and keeping you from bearing fruit in your life? What are they? Is it unforgiveness? Is it, we talked about some false vine. Is it a false vine? Is it some idol? Maybe there's unconfessed sin. You're not walking in fellowship with God. You're not really abiding in him. I, there, there are all kinds of things that can keep you from doing his will. You've got to talk with God and discern what that is and ask him, Lord, please prune that thing out of my life. Please, because I want to bear fruit for you. And when we faithfully do God's will, we will be fruitful. And that's why that, listen, that's why that introductory verse was so important. Look at it again. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Because what you think is a good work might be getting in his way. And so we need the great general to be leading our hearts. Jesus goes into, here's how you renew your mind. And um, he talks about abiding. And I'm, I'm going to talk about what I believe abiding is in a moment. But take a look at verses 3 and 4. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. So the word of God's a part of that renewing our minds. We see that right there. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, stays connected, lives at home in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So let's, let's flip over our notes. And, and what, what does abiding look like? Well, I think it looks like this. Take a look. I think it looks like this. Reading and reflecting on God's word, prayer, worship, and meditating on God's goodness. I believe they're all part of abiding. I, I don't believe that's an exhaustive list, but I think that's a pretty good list. Right there. That's enough for me to work on, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. And I, it's not complete, but bang. I mean, these are all about relationship with Jesus, the true vine. And he, want us, he wants us to be growing and going deeper with him and having that personal relationship with him. And, and it begins with his word, right? So if you look up, it, it begins with his word. His word, uh, oh, oh, go back a second. Go back a second. So it begins with his word there, you know, cleansing us. And thank you, Dan, I, I'm kind of mixing it up. It, it, and then, you know, God, so God 
you know, that relationship. He speaks to us, and then, okay, and then I talk back to him, and then, you know, and he's speaking to me, and, and then I hear what he says, and I'm, got, I'm like, okay, you want me to do that, so then I'm going to worship you. I'm going to do what you want me to do because my decisions are given over to you. That's worship. And then times of reflection and meditation where you meditate and, wow, God, you've been so good to me. Often we forget, don't we? We forget. We don't, we don't count our blessings. I'm jumping ahead, Deanna. And, and we don't count our blessings. That's something I personally need to work on. I, I need to count my blessings more. Sometimes I just get grumbly, you know. Why can't Ohio State win more often? Why was last night's game so worse? You know, <laughs> it's like, shut, shut up. Who cares about the game? Of course, my wife scared the daylights out of her. When they scored the last touchdown, the last second, I'm like, yeah. And when he's like, what's going on? <laughs> Pretty excited. Well, look at verse 5. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown to the fire and burned. So a lot of people are like, okay, Pastor Randy, come on. Look, you can lose your salvation right there. It says the vine dresser is going to gather up these branches and throw them in the fire and just burn them up, and they'll be done. It's over. It's done. Well, let's talk about it. Here, look at, here's our fourth observation. Ready? If we do not abide in Christ, we will make no impact for eternity in this life. No impact for eternity. And we will not receive a reward in the afterlife at the judgment seat of Christ. And some of you are like, huh? What, what's going on? We'll talk about it. So that idea of impact, you know, it's kind of like you put your hand in the water, you pull it out in a, a bucket of water, you put it in, you pull it out, and like, just like that, it's like, it, does, it looks like you didn't even put your hand in the water, and sometimes people, their lives will be like that, sadly. And then there's going to be this, in the afterlife, uh, a judgment seat of Christ, and you're like, what's that all about? Well, let's understand, in the after, after, when you leave this world, uh, it's appointed unto man once to die, and then right after that, the judgment. Well, the, there's two judgments. The first judgment is known as the great white throne judgment. And the question will be this when you get there. Not what did you do, good or bad. That's what most people think the first judgment is. No, 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 no. The first judgment is this. What did you do with my son Jesus and what he did on the cross? Why should we let you in? And... Because the blood of Jesus cleanses my sin. That's the answer. Not, well, because I did a lot of good works, I did a lot of good things. Man, if that's you, you're in trouble, my friend. The answer should be because of him. Because of what he did on that cross. And, and that's where God separates what he says in the, his word, the sheep and the goats. Now the sheep are going to go on. And they're going to have another judgment. And it's called, some call it the, the, the Bema seat judgment, or, 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 or as I put here, the judgment seat of Christ. And then, all right, you're a believer. Welcome into 
you know, paradise, but now let's see what you did, either good or bad. And this is talked about, take a look, this is talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now the foundation is, is the cross, Jesus Christ dying on the cross, right? The foundation of the church. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, those, good, good, those are things that won't burn up, okay? Uh, wood, hay, straw, n- not so good. They're, they're gonna, those things are going to burn up, okay? Man, I did all these good works for you, God. Sorry, I never knew you, and I never told you to, well, that's the other judgment, but I never told you to do those things. But they were so good. I wanted, they made me feel good. I'm sorry, that wasn't what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to do this, this, and this. Wood, hay, and straw. Each one's work will become manifest on the day. It'll be shown. It will be disclosed because all will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. This is the fire I believe Jesus is talking about in John 15. Not the fires of hell. Throw those branches in the fires. No, no. These are, this is the fire that tests at the judgment seat of Christ. And take a look at verses 14 and 15. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he'll receive a reward. Hey, you built with gold, silver, and precious stones. Way to go. Um, if anyone's work is burned up, I'm sorry. Mostly what you did was wood, hay, and stubble. It was all about you. And it was, yeah, sorry. He'll suffer loss. Though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. And this is what I believe, because when I look at the preponderance of Scripture, you and I, God has embraced us as his children, and he's not going to cast his children out. I don't see God that way. Others do, and they talk about losing your salvation, and I don't see God that way at all. His love is hesed, loyal, steadfast. He's faithful when we're faithless over and over again. So why would he take away something he gave us that's supposed to be forever. Why would he promise to never leave us or forsake us? Why would he say, I'll give you the Holy Spirit forever? Well, that part, you can just kind of overlook that part. No, 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 I'm sorry. So at the second judgment, what we've accomplished in bringing glory to God, it'll be examined. It'll be tested by fire. When I was a youth pastor, I asked the kids, what's your greatest fear? What's your greatest fear? And they went around and answered. And one of the boys, Andrew Fredrickson, his answer stunned me. I couldn't believe that this was his answer. I mean, there were people talking about this, that, this. But look at his answer. Look what Andrew said. My greatest fear, Pastor Randy, is a wasted life. We all had to stop for a few minutes and just... What? I was kind of thinking like, this tragic thing or that tragic thing. For me personally, I'm an athlete, and I was like, yeah, my greatest fear would be to be paralyzed. And then we get to Andrew, and he says, my greatest fear is a wasted life. And I was like, wow, this kid wants his life to count for Jesus. Well, how about you and me? Well, verse 7, if you abide in me, 
and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. What a difference. What a difference. When you abide in Christ and you really follow his will, you see your prayers answered all over the place. If you're over here going, man, I never see my prayers answered. Are you abiding? Begins with abiding. That's the secret to answered prayer is abiding. Are you living like hell, excuse the expression, but, and you're expecting God to answer your prayers, and when he doesn't, you get angry? Oh, man, God didn't answer my prayer. Well, stop living like the world or like you're on your way to hell. Stop that. Live like a person who's in love with Jesus. Be it the, Henry Blackaby says, hey, if you want to know the will of God, it's this simple, a love relationship with him. Have a love relationship with Jesus. And then watch your prayers get answered. And then look at verse 8. It says, and by this my Father is glorified, that you may bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So write this down. Here's the observation. Our purpose for being here is not only to enjoy God's company, but also to bring him great glory through our fruitfulness. Bring him great glory through our fruitfulness. So let's get this down, okay? Just a simple way to kind of wrap your mind around it is, you know, bring him great fame, bring him great glory. Well, I want to do that. So here, take a look. So here's you fellowship with God. Here's the first thing. And that's, you know, a big word, fellowship. But just think like you're on a journey, you're, you're, you stop in lodges, and you party, and you eat together, and you celebrate. And like, fel- some of you have seen that fellowship of the ring or whatever it is. Fel- you know, what's it called? Fellowship, Lord, Lord of the Ring. What's it called? First book in Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, there you go. So it's kind of like that. You're, wa- you're, wandering all- you're, you're with the Lord. You're on a journey with the Lord. And... You're fellowshipping with him, and you're abiding in him, and you're, you're, you're being authentic with him. Jesus, I messed up again. I did this again. There's no, there's no unconfessed sin. You're walking in the light. And then when you fellowship with him, then the next thing is, is, well, then you begin to experience faithfulness because you know what he wants you to do. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to be faithful to that. I love you. You love me. I'm going to do what you want me to do. And you have that Holy Spirit flowing we've talked about. And when the Holy Spirit's flowing in this connection, well, then the last thing is what? Fruitfulness. All of a sudden, your life all around you, it's like, wow, I want to be around that guy, that girl. There's fruitfulness there. There's a joy. There's something wonderful when I'm around that person. And that's, that's where we don't want to stop because... Where the fruitfulness is, there's joy. There's great joy. You get to see, listen, you get to see God at work changing you and changing lives around you. And that's awesome as other people start growing and going deeper with God too. And you see the transformation. It's a truly beautiful thing. And then when we come to the end here, we're down to the end. Look, verses 9, 10, and 11. As the Father has loved me, so I've loved you Abide in my love. Live in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide. You'll live in my love. Just as I've kept my Father's commandments and live in his love, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. So here it is, number six, last observation. When we let God love us, 
You let him love you. And we love him back. You know, and that's evidenced in our faithful obedience. We will experience his joy over us and in us. Do you want joy? Then let God love you. Love him back. Then watch as you walk in faithful obedience. I could never get out of bed in the morning. Then I asked God to do it. Wake me up so I could get into his word before I went to work. And all of a sudden, I'm doing it. I, I wake up. The alarm doesn't even go off. and He's drawing me. God will do that. And when we abide in him and draw close to him, we'll experience his joy over us and in us. Well, have you opened your heart to let God love you? Have you opened yourself to love him back? Have you? Again, the evidence of this is that faithful obedience to his word and his will. And when we walk in this way, his joy is in us and over us. If you're here today and you've never opened your heart to the love of Jesus, would you please do that now? Would you simply let him love you? Would you receive what he did for you on the cross? And call him your savior. Please do that before you leave today. Please. Please. And if you're here and you're like, man, yeah, I'm I'm a carnal Christian. I've been in the dirt. I, I have a relationship. I put my faith and trust in Jesus, but I'm living in the dirt. I'm living wrong. I need him to clean me off and lift me up. I'm distracted. I need him to prune some things out of my life. Ask Father God to lift you up. Ask him to lift you up from the dirt. Ask him to prune away those distractions. Ask him, please, God, help me. Is your greatest fear a wasted life? Is your greatest desire to hear these words? Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I'm going to set you over much. I can trust you to take care of the things that matter to me. Enter into the joy of your master. Do you want to hear these words from Jesus? I do.